Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Spiritual Successor. I am one of your hosts, Blake Rea. I am joined by my best friend in the world, AJ Hart. AJ, what the hell do we do here? What is this podcast? Normally, it's a video game podcast, but actually, something horrible happened to me yesterday, so it may not be a video game podcast. Yeah, fuck that. We're not a video game podcast. We're a movie review podcast. Well, let's... I mean, we might still go back. Here's the problem. I got skinny marinked. You got skinny marinked, like, in real life? Like, did people... People, like, come into your house and, like, take your shit? So here's a big... Blake, that's excellent. This is a great way to start our Skinny Marink conversation. No, Mm -hmm. I watched the movie Skinny Mm Marink. And when Mm -hmm. I heard the logline, children wake up to realize that all of the doors and windows in their home are missing. Mm -hmm. Um... Well, I misinterpreted it, and I mean, I look, I hate to say that my art that I make in my brain is objectively better than other people's, Uh but... The actual skinny marinking had so many doors left. There were still so many doors that they could do. It was just like one door and one window that went missing. And I'm so sorry to say, big ups to skinny marink the movie that made it out in theaters. My idea of being skinny marinked is so much more upsetting. (laughs) Oh, I'm locked in a house. Whatever. No, I I am so happy you brought this up. First off, before we dive into this, AJ and I are talking about this because last episode, if this is your first time coming coming to the podcast or... Like you're booting up the podcast after a while. AJ and I had like a whole diatribe last week about the idea of Skinny Marinks, uh, the movie concept. And we were like, all right, our homework is, is we need to watch this movie and then we will talk about it next episode. There have so many, there have been so many moments this past week where you and I almost talked about it and we're like, no, no, don't talk about it at all. Save it for the podcast. I am so fucking happy you brought that up because that was my same exact thought of like, Oh, so just like the front door's missing, not like the kitchen cupboard door, not the bedroom door is missing. And it just it felt it, I felt cheated. I I went I signed up for like I want I want that ba- I want the the bathroom door to be gone, but I didn't get it, AJ. The toilets were missing and we never really talked about that in the rest of the movie. All right, you know what? Cards on the table, Blake. I have a uh-huh. confession. I don't think the skinny marink was for me. I have many thoughts on it and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i could get to the positive thoughts here's the thing skinny marink is a fun movie to think about i don't think i enjoyed my experience watching it and not in a <laughs> I did not enjoy it like ooh, it was scary i did not enjoy it <laughs> okay what what but i the- get it for what it's worth i think i get it like i do think that like what they were trying to go for they executed well on this movie mm-hmm. feels scary in the way of you being a child waking up in the middle of the night this movie is scary in the way that a child might look around and be like i don't know what i see in the darkness and that could be something to get me Yes. This movie is scary in the way of like waking up, not realizing whether you're awake or not, looking at the ceiling and seeing all the little spackle and seeing patterns in the spackle that kind of scare you. This mm-hmm. movie is so good at capturing that. It could have done it for 20 minutes and been done. I don't need to see <laughs> this one shot of the hallway looking up like every four minutes. <laughs> no, you bring you bring up an excellent point. Like on it, there are. My opinion of it is I enjoyed it. I don't think I will be rewatching it. It's not it's one of those movies that you experience once and then it's done. I think it had really good ideas of like yes, it is like waking up in the middle of the night as a child and the whole like discombobulation involved in that and how we invent fears in our own mind and shit like that. You're right. It could have been done in fucking 20 minutes and 
the the but I'm also like so blown away by it as like this thing was done for fifteen thousand dollars and it made like two million and it did all of the bullshit that a lot of other found footage like movies and short films do, but it actually gave them purpose. For example, um like horror like found footage short films we've all fucking seen it we've all seen backrooms they love to put like a vhs filter over things and love to make the footage look super noisy and gross and oftentimes it just feels like oh you're just doing that for aesthetics but for this it actually had a very cool purpose of they knew they were going to be sitting on shots for a really long time by putting noise on every single frame. It made it the movie feel like there was constantly movement and played into that thing of we don't know exactly what we're looking at because it's constantly being distorted by the noise and like the mm-hmm. film grain and shit. And I think that was so clever. That was so cool. Um, I wish they did something with it. Oh, of course they did stuff with it. Like how it distorted the face at the end of it. Like, where it's just, like, you can't quite make out all of the features of the face. Yeah, I think but could you imagine great. if they did something like that in the first hour of the movie? That would have been neat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're right. It, 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 all of these things aside, it would have been a way better, like, 20-minute short film. Because I feel like... The reason they made it so long is because they want you to sit in the atmosphere, right? You can still uh-huh. get that effect... With a twenty-minute or short film, with t- with today's short attention span, absolutely. It, but it also like I, I'm I'm at a cross because like me as a as a viewer versus me as like a fellow filmmaker, like I love that they were like this is exact that movie felt ex- it, like it wanted to be exactly what it wanted to it was what it exact what it wanted to be, and that's refreshing seeing seeing a movie like that in the indie world. And seeing it think, like be successful, at least in a I financial way. I think where most way. of my like larger frustrations with the movie come in from is because like the cinematography of this movie is really unique mm. in that you never films, see people's faces. It's awesome. You never see anybody's faces. It films around the people and not in like an around like oh you're only going to see the back of this kid's. Uh, this children's head like there are full times that you are almost supposed to not notice that the children are in the frame and so this gives the camera what this put makes it so that the camera is looking at aspects of the room a lot a corner of the wall the roof of the door frame mm-hmm. the back of the living room but I, they don't feel like particularly creative shots. If the really? goal of the movie was, if the goal of the movie was supposed to be presenting this idea that like, oh, there could always be something creeping in the distance, then we shouldn't be looking at the same corner every single time. I feel like it would have been better served if there was more shots that were deeper sightline. Think like in the movie or TV yeah. show. Uh, no, I get what Haunting you're saying. Like there should be more. Haunting of Hill House has a lot of like hidden ghosts throughout the series, and yeah. uh, and in order to play with that there's a lot of long shot long uh, deep shots that's what i'm looking for where there's a lot of elements past what you're supposed to be looking at Mm -hmm. and i feel like if they had been doing something like that with the crunchiness of the grain with how low and dark things were we would have been able to look into general spaces of a house and been like there could be something back there and the grain would make us think about it but But what we got instead was a bunch of shots that were just blank black walls of darkness and then it would punch into the darkness a little bit more i think that's but that's not the point of the movie though is to show that there's something always lurking in the darkness it's the disruption 
of some of your familiar uh, of the familiar. So it is about looking at the same wall that you would normally see every single day when you get up to go take a piss in the morning and seeing that same wall, but something's now different about it. Gotcha. It's about the unfamiliarity of those spaces, not so much the idea that something could be there. Yeah, because it's like I, I, okay, I I never really, I never really felt like. Yes, there were definitely dedicated shots where it's like shooting down a dark hallway, and it's like something's there and something's watching. But it's also like I, I I don't think the, the at least to me, the 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 majority of the movie is just about the disruption of the familiar and then finding out at the end why the disruption is happening and then i don't know like I, there there's so many things i really like about this movie um but then it's also like but i get why it's just like com- like to the general audience people are not going to fucking like it they're not going to like it um i don't know it it, it was i think it, it was also depends on what situation you sit down and watch it in like for mm-hmm. credit where it's due i was not watching this in the most welcoming environment for this movie um mm-hmm. me and my partner were looking for something to watch over dinner we had heard that this movie was pretty good so we turned this on uh and we're kind of like watching it together while eating a meal and so mm-hmm. like there's this energy when you in that setting to be watching a movie that does something yeah and you're Whereas constantly that, looking like, away yeah because you're eating yeah. and things like that yeah and it, you know somebody might get up to go get seconds and they'll come back and be like oh so what happened and it's like well i looked at a corner for about 20 seconds and then one of the kids said it's dark And I was like, yeah, dog, it's dark. (laughs) Anyway, thanks for more ravioli. (laughs) And we even had, to credit where it's due, we even had a lovely listener tweet at us to be like, hey, I recommend watching this in a small space with headphones on in a dark room. Like a very solo experience. Oh, that's how I watched it. In my small ass room and with the lights off. Yeah. My other thought about this movie is that this movie, if you're looking for a movie that's about like being scared by something, this ain't this ain't it. Because Skidamarink is brave enough to ask, must you be scared of something? Is it not simply enough to be scared? What if there was no real danger? It was just a dark house. I but I I don't know. Like that I agree with you for like the first 80% of the movie, but then like at the end of the movie there is like a direct thing wrong um i also i feel like maybe we're going into spoiler territory if you want to watch it watch it you know we've been talking about this for 15 minutes let's fucking get funny we're yes we're filmmakers yes we love movies but that's not what we do here aj that's not what we fucking that's not what we make on this podcast right what do we make on this podcast we make comedy games games that shouldn't be made games that will immediately get lawsuits set against them aj do you want to give the first submission or can i give you the first submission i'm actually really uncertain about your description because i don't come here to get sued i'm here to make money so could you maybe show me an example of what's going to get us into legal problems so that i know what not to do or Uh... maybe what to do more uh, I, I mean, uh, I, uh, okay, I don't have one that's going to give us legal problems, but I'm going to give you one that's going to be funny. Is that, those are okay. similar, Hit right? That. All right, this one comes to us on Twitter from you, the psychic, at you, the psychic, a battle royale game, but if you lose, you have to play a game of chess before you can ready up again. AJ, I have been watching so much chess and have been debating buying a-, Why? a, a because chess is fucking cool. It's cool. 
Um, okay, why would you play chess when you could play Fire Emblem, which is chess, but some of them have boobies? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, one, I'm not really into games like that, uh, which is kind of surprising. Why not? You're into chess, idiot. You are into Fire well, Emblem. You just don't know it. You haven't played the right one yet. You should play Fire Emblem Awakening. I mean, you'd think I would be because I like war games and I like like strategy games and shit. And that is what those games are, but with like a visual novel, like romancing uh-huh. bullshit element. Um, maybe because I'm not really into visual novels all that much. Like, I do love, like, Catherine. Like, that's that's a visual novel, but but with, like, puzzle. Either way, I've been watching a lot of chess, and I've been d- doing a lot of research on chess. I have been debating buying this really fucking cool... It's a chess board that actually talks to you, and it has, like, a AI chess program built into it, so you can what? just, like, play... It's so fucking cool! It's called the Chestnut Air... Um, but you can also like hook it up to chess.com and play against all of their different AIs and shit. I think that is like so fucking cool and so awesome and so needlessly expensive, but it's cool. Chess is fucking cool. Um, How does it move the little guys? So you have to move it for them. Um, so what it does is like it's an electronic board. This that has toy an- sucks. <laughs> hey, this is just playing with yourself with extra steps. Yeah, but like it's easy though. It's like it has little LEDs on each board on each like checker or square. Like, if you so want to play you- chess against people, I can assure you there has to be an online matchmaking game for chess. You can play Dude, that on your phone. But that's probably. That, but that's something I wanted to bring up. What during our game? Did you know that online chess has a huge a massive cheater problem like you can't <gasps> i they're like how do you whole, cheat at chess there uh you use like bots like you use like you use out uh so, so the way okay so there's this whole youtube channel dedicated to this and it's fascinating but they're like on uh websites like chess.com or uh the the fish one um where they're basically people that log on create an account and then like just try and score as much fucking cheating wins as possible to throw the charts like the official chess charts off and that's like all they do and then like there's this channel that explains okay this is how you identify if a person you're playing against is cheating you go to their account how old is their account how many wins to losses do they have uh to answer your question on how do you cheat you you basically get a bot that shows you what is the most ideal move and it, and it gives you a few options and you can pick like the best option the second best option or the third best option and then you can like basically you can win most games with that it, it's it's fucking wild so what if we did a game that here's my other question stop yes. uh, this only costs more questions um mr Rea, why yes. why do people do that yeah okay why do people cheat at uh at no you had like a specific thing of them going in to throw off the char- the charts of chess what but- does anyone have to gain from throwing off the charts because they get to be they get to be higher in the charts like i feel like that question is like asking the same thing as like why do you use aim bots in call of duty or why do you use aim bots in csgo it's just because people want to win people want to be like better than other people or frustrate other people like aj we live in the the age of the internet which is full of pieces of shit people that just want to see the world burn we're, we 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 live in a we live in a society, AJ, where people are jokerified on the daily. 
<laughs> cheating in chess just seems like it's a lot of work for not a lot of return. This is, is me being it, disrespectful to chess, and I'll totally admit that. However, I'm allowed to be disrespectful to chess. I sat through the entirety of the Queen's Gambit show on Netflix. I don't see what that has to do with anything, AJ. It's a show all about chess, and that means that I'm knowledgeable about chess because I watched a show on it. I say bullshit because you the whole time you were watching that show, you weren't looking at chess. You were looking at Anya Taylor-Joy, you horny dog. I mean, I'm, that's... I mean, she's very pretty. <laughs> I feel like you're projecting a little bit. Um, I'm not projecting. Better, you're you know projecting. Credit where, it's, credit where it is due. I probably don't have a lot to say about chess because I did watch an entire show about chess and didn't learn fuck all about playing chess. Did you realize that? <laughs> I don't know if you saw Queen's Gambit. They don't teach you chess in that show. Apparently, like, I really, it's actually quite accurate. I was accurate. sitting down for that, and I was like, maybe this will be kind of like when I watched the volleyball anime, and now I know what a libero is and know the rules of volleyball. And I I didn't know that before I started watching the volleyball anime. Nah, bro. But I watched a whole TV show about chess and couldn't tell you any more about chess than when I started. Uh, big, uh, there's there's drug problems in ch- in the chess world. There's like Adderall. There, e- Adderall there doesn't abuses. seem to be like there's a girl. The, the whole setup of that show is like, and she has a drug problem. And then it's like, <laughs> by the end of the episode, it's like, yeah, she takes like one anti-anxiety pill a day like it's just that she's medicating herself that's really a drug problem aj how <laughs> dare they take prozac how fucking dare they it's such a weird <laughs> show like i really don't know if i can recommend queen's gambit it's weird it's sensational i'll give it props oh, yeah. for like presenting like major hooks there's this whole part in queen's gambit where they're like yeah and now she's on a crazy drunk bender and you get to the end of the arc <laughs> where she's on a drunk bender and it was like Two days. She just had a really down weekend where <laughs> she got just, trashed. That's just and like you and I. Fine, like, like New Year's weekend. That's later. all it was. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Also, on this weird topic of just like sensationalized bullshit, have you seen the trailer for uh, Tetris yet? Like, holy, no. Wait, holy what do you mean shit! Okay. For so Apple TV is doing a movie dedicated to the story of like how Tetris was acquired by Nintendo, which is an incredibly fascinating story. Um, check out uh, the game historian; he has like a, an hour-long documentary on it. Fascinating, very cool, very awesome. Like just like ju- business and law juggling with the USSR. They made this movie look like they're being hunted by the fucking mafia. By like because like, they were the, they weren't though. it's the on it's no, the untold they, they story it, no they made it look like it's a dumb like it's a spy movie where there's like where people are getting fucking killed over Tetris which Blake, never happened everything like, the ever. elite does is more complicated than you think this that, is the secret untold that, story of that's, Tetris that's not at all what happened it's po that's, it's poetic because all of these building blocks about how they bought Tetris were disappeared whoa. <sighs> Whoa, bro. All right, let's talk about our fucking stupid or, 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 or about our game that's going to be super sensationalized. All yeah, right. it's chess, but something else. Okay, so they're saying it's a battle royale game where every time you lose, you have to go up against a game of chess. So, what I'm pitching here is every time you lose the game, you need to play chess against another player, but. Uh-huh. There has to be like some cheating mechanics built in. I want this to be a game about out cheating each other. I want to lean full hard in not in not in like you have to have an actual like skill at playing chess. It's like who can cheat better. This is like the tuning exams. It's like who there can is eat the pieces while you're not looking faster. 
So if I'm playing chess with you and I see that you look away, I, like, I eat your night. I now love, what? We'll have your night, idiot. I love your and I's different approach to this where I'm like, all right, it's all it's a game of espionage and cheating and collecting information and outsmarting. And you're like, I'm just going to eat their pieces. Fuck, it's I want to see any way I can stupid. make it so that eat I don't have to play chess while I'm playing chess. God, I wish you liked chess because God, I would, I, I so very much. And I wish you chess. knew better. I, I see. I, you know what, you know what frustrates. No, you know what frustrates me so much is like you and I have played chess, but you and I play speed chess, and I always lose. The only real way to play chess, if you no, think about it. If I learned anything from Queen's Gambit, the only way worth playing chess is speed chess. And Did you I, honestly? I'm pretty killer at that. No, because you're good at running out the clock, just doing moves to buy time. You're, That's a you're, trick I learned in football, baby. It just, ain't about just, winning. It's about running the clock if you have the advantage. It's It frustrates me. If you want to see me get like legit frustrated, shameless pitch here, go watch our It Takes Two playthrough because you and I play chess, and I get so mad. I get so frustrated because there's a, le there's a level of speed chess in there, and I'm like, here I am trying to do strategy and trying to do proper moves, and then I just go up against you who's like, I'm just going to move this pawn in front of your pawn and just completely slow down the game. I took him to school, team. I, <laughs> I showed Blake a level of chess playing that he had never considered before. So, I, was, I was out here playing chess. So imagine every time you lose this Battle Royale game, you have to go up against our AJ themed artificial intelligence which is almost just about <laughs> running down the clock and the only way to beat this thing is by using like some sort of cheating software some sort of bots something to to take over our a our aji there, there we go aji art aj intelligence aj blake if anything artificial about me ai i need you to destroy it really I don't know. I yeah. think I think AI AJ would be a, would be pretty cool. Like I'd have. If I get my... deep faked, I need you to hunt down that computer and destroy it. Please swear to me that you'll do that. That's not me. how deep fakes work, bro. Like deep fakes, they're released as if someone, as, if someone makes an AI voice of me so that I could play video games with the presidents. Please destroy that version Fuck. of me, dude. AJ, what if we like? Got uh, what if we no submitted? no you you know how we can go to Google and you can like read that one page of script and it'll be able to like manufacture your voice. They don't need to do that. We have two hundred episodes cool. of podcasts that people could chew through and build out an AI of you and me. Ooh, we could, we're potential victims. <laughs> I don't know if we of, aren't mindful I, about I this, we could end up playing Minecraft with the president's AI. Okay, sweet. Which president would you play with? No, like, not fun. With? All Which, of them suck. I mean, uh, 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 there was like a kind of a fun president. Like Barack was nice, but do you know how much shit still that we are dealing with from his presidency? I'm, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of like presidents that nobody alive today knows, like has physically. Well, then how met. would we make the AI of them? That's the gimmick, AJ. Is like you just. I like, think that there's more just... voice recordings of us than some United States presidents. Fuck, we are more documented than some United States presidents. How cool is that? I would actually. I would argue more. The, uh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> more than like, most presidents. We, yeah, more than we are more documented than mo most presidents. How fucking cool is that? All right, we're clearly not getting anywhere with this video game. Give me, a, give me, a, give me a game, please. <laughs> This comes from Adequate Orange on Twitter. Need a survival game that is an unusual location. A cruise <gasps> ship. Ooh, okay. 
Why now, are... I don't play a lot of survival games, but I feel like the good cruise news ship, I do. I love survival games now. The cruise ship the isn't forest. often set up for these survival games, right? Like in the forest, you're on a cruise ship. On the boat one, you're on a cruise ship. On the forest two, you're in a cruise ship. I think sometimes they might be replaced with plane. Subnautica, I think you're on a plane, but that could have been a cruise ship, and then you okay. crash land. Hold on, no. Like, so all of the sur- crash land survival games are just like cruise ship or plane, right? Yeah, but, well, so, no, because you're talking about the inciting incident of like how they got to the survival place. Yes. Like the forest is like you're on a plane that crash lands. You don't survive in the plane. You don't yeah, survive yeah, yeah. So on that's the boat. what I'm saying is that this would be a, ho- a survival horror game that never leaves the plane or boat. Yeah, I mean, th- th- my issue with this is I feel like this is already kind of how Raft works. Is like you? No, Blake, because I'm not looking for crafting. Here's when I think of survival horror game, but on an unusual location like a boat. Blake, I'm done with survival horror of ooh, you have to find shelter. What if you, Blake Rayo, were on an airplane? Stick. Which, that's already enough of a survival horror scenario for you. But then you started to realize, uh-oh, you have tummy troubles. Okay, and you just have How to can we gamify resources? you on a plane, which sucks, surviving tummy troubles on a plane? Are you I, I going like, to go to the bathroom and like hide that. out there? You and I both know that that's worse. I feel like you need to get more extreme with it. It's not like tummy trouble. Oh, wait, so hold on. I, I Okay, so wait, am I... Am I are you saying that this is a plane that is operating as normal? It's just It's you. a normal everyday plane. You're on there for a 17-hour flight. You're going cross country, cross America, and nobody would let you do it other than taking a plane. I'm sorry, Blake, but if you want to go to Europe, you have to take a plane. So, so a survival game that all it, where you have immediate access to everything you need isn't really a survival game. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I have tummy uh, troubles. But, so let me go oh, talk to the... Oh, I got you. Yeah, no, that's it's just, fair. I, on good news for you, I actually just recently watched a horror movie where there's nothing really scary happening, but it is scary. Um, so we just <laughs> make the airplane dark as fuck and noisy. You just got skinny marinked in a plane. Whoa. <laughs> Two episodes back to back that are skinny marink themed. Great. Um, <laughs> no, okay. What, so if here, I, me... what if I escalated the horror? It isn't tummy troubles. You're going to shit yourself. In the next 17 hours, you're going to shit yourself and the bathroom is locked. What are you going to do? Are you scared yet, Blake? You're on a... Oh, turbulence. Every time the turbulence comes, your tummy moves a little bit. That's not great for tummy troubles. Your your tummy is sloshing around. And the bathroom is still locked. Yeah. You have to make a call. You, okay, You're going now, to shit yourself in an airplane, but where are you going to do it? It's our, are you going to do it near a steward? That way you could be helped immediately? Or are you going to do it in your seat quietly? Then you'll smell it the whole time. Do you go down somewhere else in the plane and shit yourself next to someone else and then come back? <laughs> this is true terror. <laughs> Like, yeah, uh, okay. Because, like, I know it's gross. I know it's a gross concept, but I I'm think not, we can that all admit that if, you, if it, you're it, out in public and you're like, oh, God, my tummy has flipped and, like, every nothing is right. And then uh-huh. looked around and been like, how do I use the restroom? 
Like, it's terrifying. There was a moment, like, last week where I was at a thrift store, and I was like, oh, my tummy really flipped. And I was holding a big gulp, so I had my partner hold my big gulp because I needed to be as mobile as possible. And I started, like, very quickly walking to the restroom and abandoning all of the thrift shop finds that I had found and putting them on hooks on my way there. Again, shedding any weight possible. And I get to the bathroom and it's locked with a fence and the, the clock is ticking. My tummy is really upset and I did a lot of mobility to go across the, the whole thrift store. And so now I have to go find a client that works there, not a client, a cashier. And they're like, sorry, the bathroom is only for people that work here. Maybe the Walgreens. And so then I had to go outside of this location and try to find the Walgreens on the far side of the parking lot. And again, my tummy is hurting. I'm clenching. Everything has gone wrong. This, this is true fear. Okay. And are you, are you insinuating that? There is nothing worse than knowing that you are about to have the runs and realizing that the bathroom is on the other side of the parking lot after having to find a different bathroom. You know what? Like you're this is like striking such a weird familiar chord with me because, but my issue is that I need cuz I have to pee really regularly um just because I have a small bladder I guess or something's wrong with my prostate. I don't quite know. Um <laughs> Uh, but it's like, I, I could be driving and like, I almost get into a car accident or something. And this happened like earlier this week, I almost get into a car accident and like my brain plays over like, uh Oh, if I got in that car accident and I needed to wait like an hour for like AAA or the tow truck to arrive (laughs) and I really needed to pee, what would I do? Would I just pee off the side of the road? Would I pee into a cup? Uh Oh, what? But where do I put that cup? Like once it's this, this thing's going to get picked up by somebody. It, it, it just like I run over these situations in my head, but it's about peeing. So how how about we so pitch much this- of horror is so reliant on death and being hurt. Not enough horror relies on just the gut thing of like, I got to go potty and I really yeah. don't want to make a big boo boo of myself. The primal, the primal need to relieve oneself uh, yeah. <laughs> and not, not being able to do it in a decent way. I think is, there a are very two consistencies fear. in this universe. One, everybody poops Two, everybody dies. That's why there's so much horror related around the lighter. <laughs> You're right. Everybody's too cow- too cowardly to pursue the other like guarantees of life. The three, the two guarantees of life: death, death, and pooping. Uh, yeah. <laughs> also, you said the runs, which I think is a great name for like the uh, the name of the game, as like a survival. <laughs> Because it's kind of haunting a little bit, like the runs, like you're running away from something. So let me pitch you on this. Every level is starts with you having some sort of gastral problem, but you are in a different location that has different solutions to solving this problem. So like the first level is you're on a cruise ship, but guess what? It's in the middle of a fucking storm. So like all of the bathrooms aren't working or people are, are you have to like maybe run to the other side or maybe part of it's flooded so you need to craft some sort of boat to get uh, that get through the flooded hallway the next one is guess what you're in a thrifting store and you need to what collect enough things or to build a costume to convince people you work there so you can go into that bathroom and use it <laughs> oh what you're on a plane you need to uh, you need to like fucking uh sneak 
stealth game into the first class area to get into their bathroom. So you need to, uh, I don't know, uh, how would you, how would you sneak into first class? Because it's like, my thought is like, how do I make myself look richer? Like, how do I, how do I, or is it like you're sneaking past people? Like, See, Blake, I think you th- you're thinking too small. My first thought was that I would kidnap a child and take them into first class with me <laughs> because it's not yikes. a matter of trying to make all of those people think I'm one of them. It's a matter uh-huh. of positioning myself into a position where they can no longer say no to me. Um, because I no, have a child. <laughs> I, I have to be in first class because I have a child and they're going to poopy themselves. So I'm just helping them out. <laughs> you use this child as a scapegoat. <laughs> exactly. Like, I, but I love the idea that it's not a child. It's like clearly like a teenager. It's like a fo- like clear, <laughs> like clearly not not true what you're saying. <laughs> it's like your Blake, whole your- yeah hey uh, that's great because it puts them into a wild situation Blake, do you remember the first time that you no longer got a gimme because you were a child uh no because Maybe. i feel like as society we just do we do give a lot of children gimmies you know what i mean like if i'm in the restroom at lot at like a f- uh, the fair or something and a child gets in line there's like a good chance i'm just gonna be like hey kid you probably have to pee more than me. Your bladder's much smaller, and you've probably been drinking a lot more liquid than me. You can go ahead. You gotta, but you gotta at a get- certain point, I became tall enough that nobody let me, when I was in their shoes, I had a certain point in my life where nobody let me go potty before them anymore. And I don't know when that was in my life, but I miss that. I think it was like the moment you have any... you. I think it's like a teenager. I don't know. I guess I never really thought about that. Because, like, I, I guess it's I would one never... of those things you don't think about. It's like being carried into your bed by your parents for the last time. You just don't think about that oh, shit. Shit, dude. That 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 hits that hits me. Like, dude, when was the last time you were fucking tucked in? Like, oh man, that <laughs> I, bro. I wish man. I got tucked in. I wish <laughs> this like is no longer a horror video game. <laughs> this just got sad. Damn, I miss being tucked in. <laughs> Damn, I miss falling asleep on the car ride and waking up while my parents were carrying me in to go to sleep. Oh fuck, dude! And like took me to my bed because oh, I wasn't shit, waking up in the car. Damn. Oh shit, dude! I wish, I wish, I miss like my mom like gently, uh, gently rocking me awake on my birthday to like tell me happy birthday. Yeah, fuck, I miss that. Now I just, now it's just a text. God damn. <laughs> when did we stop being children? Like, when did we start being old? I, I, I don't know. I think the trade, the trade off is, is like you and I get to get dress up as pirates and get really drunk and go a night on the town. So I think, I think it's a pretty fair trade-off. No, it isn't. I (laughs) I wish the people let me go pee in front of them when I was having, when I was very clearly having tummy troubles. Cause here's the thing, Blake, back to the Walgreens story. I found the restroom for the Walgreens and I had to do a horrible little potty dance and three dudes still use the restroom before me. Ain't nobody seen me and thought I could use the help. I am fucking dying. I'm about to gr- shit myself in the Walgreens, <laughs> and no one's gonna help. He's a, you're a grown ass man. It's your problem. <laughs> I'm about to be a gross ass man. Okay, so help. okay, okay. This brings up a really interesting way we can we can pivot this game. So the game starts at you are a kid in these kind of situations, and you can it has a completely different mechanic 
of you are a kid and you kind of get these gimmies. The game gets then, more difficult because people stop giving you gimmies. Because you stop getting gimmies. So it's like, and maybe what we can do is is uh, we can replay the same level um, as the game goes on, but it's like you're doing the airplane situation as a kid. Now you need to do the airplane situation as an adult. Yeah, and as it's a kid, about- it would have been as simple as just walking over to the first class area and being like, doing the little pee-pee dance, and then somebody would have let you use the first class bathroom. Yes, Now, yes. if you do a little poo-poo dance, which is, of course, more extreme and more, like, reserved. It's more stompy. There's moved. more shouting it's, involved. There's a little bit yeah, of slobber, you know? A there's a of- lot less core movement in the poo-poo <laughs> dance. <laughs> It's because you're right. It is like it is more stompy. It's more about like pacing. It's more of like uh, something has to be done. But again, an adult in first class, nobody gives a fuck. Yeah, nobody. The stewardess might even come over to me and say, "Oh, sorry, you have to use the other bathroom." Like I'm just looking to use a bathroom. Please help. (laughs) They're both the same. I know that both of the bathrooms flush by yelling at me very loud. Just let me use one. Okay, so this this is like got strangely deeper than I thought it was going to, but like this is a game about like losing your like the kindness that is given to adolescence or yes. like given to given to children and like how this that This is a game about how it, it is so much more likely hits. for an adult to shit themselves than a child. And isn't that weird <laughs> and fucked up? I mean, when you pitch it like that, it's it true kind, though. It kind of makes sense. I, yeah, AJ it is more such like, a higher risk of pooping myself as a twenty-six-year-old man than I ever did as a sixteen-year-old boy. How, okay, quick. How many uh, have? How many times have you shit yourself as an adult versus None as a kid? Yet, but oh, as a kid, not that many. Like as a child, I was very good about it. I did it. I did it once, and I, I remember that because it was very embarrassing. And guess who was there to console me? My lovely grandmother. She told me. <laughs> to my knowledge, once do I was potty trained, gra- I never shit AJ, myself. Do you think what? my grandma would console me the same way? <laughs> if, she... <laughs> if I did it now. No. I think that the world could have been stacked against you. I think you could have been sent away from four restrooms and still had to wait in line and then shit yourself. And still, your grandmother would not console you. That's how this game ends. It's like it opens up with your grandma consoling you. And it's like, oh, it's okay. Life's going to be all right. And then the final level is like her just. The final level is unwinnable. And you do it. And the last image you see before we roll the credits is the disgusted look of your grandmother. Oh, she would never look at me the same way. It's like I'm just a grown ass man. This is so. I'm sorry. This is like extra funny to me because I had su- I had such a lovely moment with my grandma last night, where like I I went over to visit and she's like, hey, I've been saving these for you, and she gave me uh, her and my grandfather's like first wedding rings, and it's like save this for like the woman that you want to marry, and I'm like, this is just so wholesome Whoa. and so. Fu-. Yeah, I know. Isn't that so wholesome and so funny? But now I'm picturing like. Would she still give me those rings knowing that I shit myself, like, at age 27? Is it possible that you're the only grandchild she has that hasn't shit themselves? <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't think about that. All of my siblings have shit themselves as full-grown adults. I mean, and who the, knows? And your grandmother knows. 
Oh man, grandmothers know all, dude. That's scary. That's scary shit. <laughs> you want to give all me right. another video game idea? I, I do want to give you another video game idea. <laughs> this one comes to us on Twitter from Normal Sid Mode at Manga Dungeon, a rhythm game, but it's only Will Smith songs. AJ, I want Will Smith music to come back into the zyke. I mean, it it never really truly left, but I want uh-huh. people. I yeah, want, of course it never truly left. That's why you can name three songs by Will Smith right now. Go. Uh, Wild Wild West, the song from Men in Black, and the song from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> you just named three songs that he did for movies. <laughs> Those are the only songs that matter. Like, I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> he, had, he has a whole discography. <laughs> I don't know any of those. I never listened to them. I only, I only know Will Smith is the actor slash singer for those movies. <laughs> no, he didn't get to do those songs just because they liked his vibe. He had a music career. Oh, I know that. I just like, I just me personally, all I cared about were like the movie songs because it was like, oh, dude, this is fun. They're opening up. He this- has. Four albums. It's four albums. What the fuck? He's wow. That's quite. I, I that's more than I expected. I thought he only had like two, and then no, it was just. He I was thought, a full blown musician. All right, sick. Can you name songs without looking at them? No. He's yeah. A better, he's, look, he was a better actor than he was a musician. <laughs> I mean, clearly, he's still doing one and not the other. Um, <laughs> but I, I want to bring. True. Hold on, let me let me check. Uh, 2005, he was a featured artist. Or no, 2005, he released a single called Switch. Yeah, that's almost that's almost 20 years ago now. It's like eight. It's tw- 18 years ago. In 2018, he was featured on the song "Live It Up." It, was that one of his kids' songs? No, it's by somebody named Nikki Jam, oh, who I've never okay. heard of before. Okay, all right, I'll give that one to him because I was gonna say if it was his kid, I'd be like, all right, he's clearly, you know, doing uh, what's that thing where you're uh, where you're showing favoritism towards your family? He did do it. music in the live action for uh, the what's the one with the genie and the big cave that looks like a tiger head? Oh, Prince Aladdin. Ali, fa- Aladdin. Thank you. Yeah, he did two songs on the Aladdin soundtrack. Because Wait, he what? Was Jafar, he did? And I forgot that until just now. Not Jafar, the blue one, the genie. The genie. I think his name is just Genie, if I remember genie correctly. Genie doesn't get, have a name? I don't think Genie has a name. I think it is just Genie from Aladdin name. I think that Will Smith the, should yeah, get back into just, music and just, drew an entire song about him slapping the dude at the Oscars. Wait, what? That's a thing? He made He made that? No, I think he should. I think he should get back into music and then Just make a, a song track. about slapping that one guy at the Oscars. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. I think that Will Smith should have doubled down. I I don't know, man. Like he he already lost everything. <laughs> I think that well, would have been He's I mean, rich, so that's not scientifically well, possible. Okay, hold on, hold on. I, I mean in the sense of like relate things relating to the Oscars. He was like given best actor and then they took it away. Like that <laughs> That's that's bad. That's bad. I don't think any. Gave it I don't to think, who? <laughs> no, I think they just deleted it. I think they just they just <laughs> said hey, we you, we rescind all of the awards we've given you. You are no longer going to be recognized as best actor of that year, or whatever things he's ever won. That's and I think crazy. You didn't know that? Yeah, you got. He's also banned from the Oscars. I think for like ten years. 
Um, yeah, no, it's, it, I don't think that's ever happened to an actor. I mean, the banning, I believe, has happened, but, like, to win the award and lose it in the same night. Will Smith is cashing in, like you said, doubling down and is sponsoring the development of this game that is all about making songs and rebuilding his his music career because he lost everything in the movie in the movie industry. Let's go. He can no longer do movies, AJ. So guess what what's all that's left for him? Is that sweet, it's the sweet... songs that he did from the movies, and they can't take that away from him. That's right. Wild Wild West, Men in Black theme song, and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and any other music that he did. Did him and his son do a collab song for that one movie that nobody That's... saw? Oh, uh, Earth, or from or, or Return to Earth, or some something. I remember Will Smith where... did Getting Jiggy With It. Get Jiggy With It. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I thought that was from the Wild Wild West soundtrack no it wasn't get jiggy with it uh god what i do this this is it real side question is he upset when people reference his music stuff does he like not want to be oh like is it a marky mark situation yeah probably not oh okay good okay so this is i want to do a rhythm game and maybe do we want to do the game opens on a diss track from the, from the Oscars? And it's like every level is a music video. And it's just basically him doing a diss track um, saying he's leaving music, leaving movies and coming back to music. And this is the game that's going to revitalize that. Is that how our game goes? Hmm. How do we want our game to go? What's, I mean, it's that's a game that should not be made. Will Smith doing a diss track about something he was being a, a, a real piece of shit for? Yeah, I, I feel like that's a game that should not be made, right? Now, hear me out. What if we did a Will Smith fighting game? Okay, but how is that a rhythm game? All of the fighting has to be done on the rhythm to the music. You've been playing too much Hi-Fi Rush. <laughs> yeah, or have I not been playing enough Hi-Fi Rush? Perhaps have I not played enough of the hit video game Mother, which has a whole system about trying to put do your inputs on the rhythm to the music, but the r- music is fucked up and weird and hard to do rhythm Ooh, to. Okay, I like that. Discordant? Okay. Um, so you... Yeah. So is it so like it would be a fighting game, but if you do an input on the beat with the music or on rhythm with the music, you would have different combo options open up, or maybe some lo- attacks Ooh. would launch if you do it on rhythm, and they won't launch if you do it out of rhythm. Okay. So an uppercut, an uppercut off rhythm is just a standard uppercut. You you know, but if you do an uppercut. In a combo on rhythm, then you launch the opponent, and now they can be juggled. And now you can do some crazy combos. Let me pitch you on this. Let me pitch you on this. Because I feel like we need to lean into... Because that sounds like a fun game. It needs to be a game that should not be made. So well, it's only Will Smith's discography still. Don't you worry. That doesn't throw the stink in it. Here's the stink I'm thinking. We call this game Will Smith Out of Tune. And the gimmick is... Is that if you fuck up and don't fight to the rhythm, you it feels like it's a it, the music becomes like a bad radio where it's like you're losing like this uh, the frequency of it and it becomes harder to recognize the pattern of the music. Yes. So it's like the worse you do, the harder the game becomes. But the better you do, the clearer the music becomes. 
So it's, you know, like in guitar, whenever you miss a note, it would like, instead of playing the note in the song, it would just give you that, you know, or like that, like weird metal ting uh, sound. I want to do something kind of similar like that, where it's like, if you fuck up the rhythm, like more static, more fuzz, more like tuning issue, like radio tuning issues start happening. And you just, if you fuck up really bad, uh, you cannot understand the music at all. Um, And I want this game to be kind of frustrating to play. Um, or like, or at least live in extremes of like, it's either really fun to play or if you fuck up, you fuck up so bad and it just, the game becomes unplayable because you, it's a rhythm game where you can't hear the music. That's, that's unplayable. All right, AJ, we're coming up on that 55 minute mark. What game are we doing? It has to be our shitting game, right? I think it's the runs. It is the runs. Okay. What? How does this game? So we already kind of figured out like what our opening image and what our outro image is. Let's really quickly discuss like one thing that feels a little great to me. Does each level have one solution to it, or is it like a sandbox thing where there are multiple solutions to each each level to kind of give you uh, more of like a variety? So, like, let's look at the uh, the airplane level really quickly, because I know we were talking about that one a lot. One uh-huh. thing is, is you could pick up a teenager, carry them um, in, in the adult, uh, in the adult. I mean, also, it's like each level can be theoretically played, is going to be played twice because you're a kid in one and an adult in the other. Because you have to do a kid and an adult, and debatably more times. What if this game has 100 levels, per se? Well... We'll go ahead and do it as like a nice 16. There's 16 levels. And yeah. some of them will be repeats. But mm-hmm. every time you do a new level, it's a new year. You are one year older and maybe like just a little bit taller. Oh. This is how we sell the progression of time throughout the game. Is that the character model gets taller and taller. The perspective gets higher and higher through also, the game. Also like the, the, the decorations of the, of the world around you change. Like a, f- a plane looks completely different in like 2000 than it does like t- 2023. You know? Do they? Oh uh, yeah. I feel like they use different materials. Like I, or like the, I feel like planes had like, you know, like those w- crazy wiggy designs that buses had. Where it was like all the different colors that made up the seats and things. I feel like planes had a similar thing. I fly on Spirit, so like you know, those things have not been updated. (laughs) You're right. You're right. Um, Or tickets are cheap though. Well, I'm just saying, like, it it would be kind of cool to show the passage of time and how people are dressing, how people like what phones they're using, things like that. Just like aesthetics. Nothing. Yeah. You know, or also we could do a thing. I love well, the idea all the people, of technology All the changing. people are wearing all black. Again, we need to lean into the idea of the horror aspect that nobody here is your friend. They are all shades oh, of black. Oh, okay. You're right. So they're all fa- they're all Slenderman, basically. So they're all black, Slenderman. Black suit, uh, just pure featureless face. Um, okay, interesting. That's okay. It's that's one creepy. million Slenderman trying to keep you from pooping. <laughs> I mean, they're not trying to keep you from pooping. It's just that you. The, there's like situational things truly indifferent to you pooping and making it really stinky for everybody (laughs) and you know what we do is is like the beginning of the game you see your grandma you can see them in in complete detail they're like they they have facial features you can see their smile and you watch your grandma's face fade away as she no longer can look at you as someone yeah she she becomes another one of those faceless people just like judging you looking at you look look at you 
a piss boy, you just shit yourself. Like, it, <laughs> so I definitely think that this game is first person. The height, the field of view continues to like go higher and higher. Not field of view. The perspective continues to go higher and higher every level as you get taller. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. As for aesthetics, I think it should have that like survival horror Play-Doh skin texture on your hands yeah like i was i I don't really have a word to describe the forest other than your hands look like play-doh um i think like what are you talking about forest is photoreal bro is it yeah why do i I imagine it with play-doh hands maybe i I just uh, had to play it on low settings no you know why it is is because i i think you're I, i could be wrong but it sounds like you're thinking of um uh firewatch or fire sure or yeah no like where you're the forest ranger and like they it's like this whole play-doh cel-shaded look and you're like the guy i have to admit something to you literally every survival horror game that comes out it just i my brain glazes over and i cannot per like keep any of them separate in my (sighs) brain you're missing out man like i feel like the forest is so fun to play with other people like it's just you're goofing around fighting cannibals and shit like oh that's another thing is this gonna have a multiplayer feature no oh okay so you're truly alone. This is a like, game uh, much like, like you, Skinny Marink you, you that are is bur- best you to are be played alone in the dark alone. alone. And right. ideally, while you have to use the restroom. <laughs> All right. That's a fucking game. The runs. Are we ready for patch notes? Let's go to patch notes. Hello, everybody, and welcome to patch notes. Hey, I'm sure that you've got something to say after this episode. It's probably good. I can't imagine it not being. So whatever it is you're thinking to say to me and Blake right now, go ahead and leave it in the reviews. Either on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you want to leave a review. I like that because we're going to get one of two things. One, it'll be like, don't listen. This was a shitty episode, huh? Or it's like, I love Skinny Marink. How dare you talk shit about it? I'm I'm down like, for both like of those. If you like Skinny Marink, I do want to clarify. I do I do understand. <laughs> like I, I, if I hated it and wasn't interested in it, I would have just turned it off. I have that power. I sat down and I watched the entirety of it because I wanted to see what people were liking about it. And if you did get something out of it, I do get it. I think that this movie has a very that movie has a very unique perspective in how to create horror. It was not something that I, AJ Hart, was interested in. Mm, all right. I, all right. I, but I don't like experimental stuff like that. I would have loved to have seen those tools applied to a narrative. But I think that those tools being used in general were very exciting. I got really sick of looking at the roof. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we will see you next week. As always, our intro and outro music is Cheap Shop by Anna Monaguchi, an excellent song from an excellent band for an excellent game. I've been one of your hosts, AJ Hart. And I have been your other host, Blake Rea. This has been Spiritual Successor, and these are cool games that should not be made.